0: We are Top Shelf Fantasy. This is Podcast 53, coming off of our all-decade players. Starting a new decade, just seems fitting to go ahead and talk about some of the rookies coming into 2020. Um, again, Top Shelf Fantasy. Find us on the, all the podcast sites. I'll read them off for you. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Podcast, Google Play, iHeartRadio. Uh, if you didn't get any of those, head over to TopShelfFantasy.com. Um, you can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Top Shelf FNTSY. I don't know. I don't use any of the social media things. So we'll we'll get in touch with you, though, if you use those. Um, the rest of us are on there pretty regularly. So please yeah. reach out. <laughs> yeah, I'm, just the, I'm the old man behind the scenes putting stuff together, apparently. Uh, but yes, we are on there actively. Twitter, I think, is still being updated. Somebody's still tweeting out, which is good. So if you follow us there, you'll get some ideas of, of what's going on. Like that, we're talking about 2020 uh, rookies heading into the season. So I don't know. We're going to go around the table. We're going to talk about some rookies. We don't know what team they're on because the draft hasn't happened. The combine hasn't happened. But this is hella fun. So this, Yeah, pre-combine, <laughs>
1: college, just us watching them play, what we think about them, what we think they're going to be. And, and, Best time of year. And this so also
0: the, makes us all assume some sort of responsibility for some saying some crazy thing and being like, yeah, that guy just ran a 5-2, you idiot. Yeah, well, <laughs> let, me,
1: let me put a disclaimer in. Don't draft anybody based on what we say in this podcast. Please oh, well, do we'll more go, research well, as we'll, the information becomes available.
2: Well, I like to look at it three times. Um, I, I, I've studied the draft many times, and no, I found boy. that finding out their stats prior to the combine is very key because combine skews so many things. Um, as far as what you are evaluating for talent, um, you want to be able to look at the film and separate that from the four twos, the four threes, and you know, all, all the, the crazy, uh, stats that some guys are going to be putting up, uh, in the combine.
1: Um, now conversely, I am a combine whore myself. I, I, get enamored by the big stats. obi Melafonwu is the greatest football player to ever play, if you ask me. So... Corey goes six to midnight on the on the combine hundred percent if you run a 4-2 you're on my team if you're six six and you can do like 30 bench press reps you're on my team
2: so in <laughs> and, and and the and thing is the thing is with that there's there's two players I but like my to highlight
1: athletic. <laughs> I won two ships this year right, okay. <laughs>
2: <laughs> there's two players I like to highlight when I when I when I think of that and the most recent ones that come to mind are AJ Brown uh, when he got drafted to the Titans his, his stock fell everywhere in fantasy football uh, and then towards well, the end yeah. of the year,
0: can we just acknowledge who his quarterback was? Right, going right. Into the well, he did have the
1: god that is Ryan Tannehill. <laughs> but AJ
0: Brown, we <laughs> get thrown on a team with Tom Brady. I'd be like, yeah, I go. <laughs> I'm not telling you to draft a guy tied to Marcus Mariota. I'm just no, throwing that out no, no. there. No, but like, this, you need, this, this is Craig's point exactly. But the but
2: the point. point is is exactly that is is that when you look at the talent of what AJ Brown was, he was number one or number two uh, before draft. Um, uh, of, of of the talented wide receiver, and then conversely to that, Mike Gasicki should have been the greatest tight end of all time, <laughs> with the ba- based on of his combine numbers. He ran a four four, went over thirty bench reps, had the craziest shuttle averages, and and everything like that. Where you're you're going? Okay, well th- this is it. This is a tight end. He's six six. He's the next Gronk. Well, no, the first two seasons playing in Miami, he did absolutely crap. So, but he was uh, on my magic. roster. F- but magic. Magic. <laughs> so, yeah, but it's magic. But it's magic. Right. So that that's why that's why right. I, I like to talk why about. Why do you
0: Why don't you kick it off? We'll start with quarterbacks. Name off your your five so, quarterbacks from first to fifth, and right. then pick like one to talk about to highlight.
2: So uh, I'm not going to talk about Joe Burrow, but he's he's the number one. Um, it's it's obvious. You know, I don't like. I was joking beforehand. I don't want to put him anywhere else because he is going to go number one in the draft. Uh, the number two is Tua um we can all try if you want to tag a Viola whatever his name is um when he you know has that hip injury that you know lost some of his stock I had just seen today that his hip is going to be okay and he should be able to show up for the combine but the one player that I really like the most the one quarterback uh, you know as as he's my number three I do have him behind Tua but uh is Jalen Hurts uh Jalen Hurts went from Alabama to Oklahoma and was able to put up crazy numbers at both on both teams and when you think of um you know Tua you think oh well you know he's a he's he's a running quarterback whatever he he had 17 total rushing yards (laughs) last year and Jalen Hurts the quarterback that was the starter the year before um you know that Tua took over this past season had 1300 rushing yards 20 rushing touchdowns and had a 32 touchdown to, to eight pick ratio in Oklahoma. So that is a quarterback that can do both things. Now he doesn't have the measurables of, you know, anything tall, but th- that seems to be the the new norm is the quarterbacks can come in at six, one, six, two, whatever, uh, six feet or even five, nine in Kyler Murray's situation and still be fine in the NFL. I, d- I, I do think he's an anomaly. I don't think that there's too many uh, quarterbacks that are short that are going to play well, but Uh, Hertz had a 70% completion percentage Um, like I said 32 touchdowns to eight picks that's that's definitely a a quarterback that I think uh, with stats wise and you know combine doesn't matter for quarterbacks but wherever he slots in I think that he will produce pretty well for um, you know NFL and especially fantasy football what we talk about here and then Justin Herbert is the guy that um, in the Senior Bowl, everyone's talking about him dra- moving up draft boards. I'm just not that big on him. And then Jake Fromm uh, had, a, a, you know, kind of a step back season this past year, but two years ago he was talked about if he went into the NFL draft that he would be a top three quarterback. So that rounds out my top five quarterbacks.
1: Yeah, um, I think we all had Jake Burrow unanimously number one. So I don't really, really even need to talk to him. I think it's a foregone conclusion he's going to Cincinnati. I did not have Jake
2: Burrow as my number
0: one. Joe, sorry, There's Joe Burrow. <laughs> There's a lot of, of Jays. I typed in Jake. I typed in Jake.
1: I just read it right off my thing. Sorry, sorry about that. But I think we all know he's going to Cincinnati. He's going to play there. And then the, all the other pieces have to fall into place for everybody else. Now, you had uh, Jalen Hurts higher than I had him. I have Jalen at five for me. But we have the same five. I think actually all of us have the same the five, same five yeah. just yeah. in a different order. So I have Beast. Burrow, Herbert, from <laughs> really Tua really and Hurts. Don't get me wrong. I love Hurts. I love his story. I love everything the kid gone through. He really showed up and performed after transferring out of uh, Alabama. And uh, really, where I think he got a bad shake. He didn't really get a. He got hurt, or not? You know, he didn't get hurt, but he had a tough uh, national championship game two years ago. And he really just got benched for Tua. And Tua came in and balled out. Like, fair enough. But he's, like, Jalen still was not ready to go to the NFL at that point. And I think this year he proved that he can go in and help an NFL team. I don't know who that team's going to be, especially when I have him ranked as my fifth overall quarterback. Maybe he lands on the Chargers with the ninth pick, but maybe somebody else that I'm not even thinking of. More likely than not, he's going to be a backup, which is kind of why why I dropped him in my rankings. Uh, Tua, I have his fourth. Again, I'm not sure exactly where he's going to end up, whether it's Miami or, or somewhere else, but that hip does scare me. I know they said he's clear and he's healthy, and he probably is, but I also am always skeptical, and I know it's probably a little racist of me, against the left-handed quarterbacks. you gotta change, <laughs> yeah. You got to yeah. change your Super whole off offense for a left-handed quarterback. you got to flip everything around. It doesn't work well. A lot of teams don't want to do it, and a lot of teams can't do it. Yeah. I'm not sure – that that necessarily fits him, but who knows? And then, like you said, Jay Fromm had some regression this year. He's my number three guy, and you're absolutely right. He did regress from two years ago, but I think a lot of teams are going to look at that two years ago and say he's still capable of doing that. I think his team as a whole was a little bit down from what it was before. If we surround him with the right talent, he can still perform. And then Justin Herbert, I think, is probably the best pure thrower of the football besides Joe Burrow. So I have him at number two. I think that just makes sense.
3: All right, yeah, I don't have, you know, not a lot to say about these guys because you guys already said it. But um, <laughs> so my one, of course, is uh, Joe, not Jake Burrow, not his brother. Uh, number two is Tua. For me, um, I mean, he got hurt, so it depends where he goes. But I think as an NFL quarterback, he would be number two beside behind Burrow. Number three is Justin Herbert. Um, and you guys already talked about them, so I won't say it in, anymore. Uh, number four for me is uh, Jacob Fromm, and number five is Jalen Hurts. And same points you guys already made
0: about those guys. So, <laughs> Tom, oh, this is this is starting off great. Um, I don't know quarterbacks; they they you need the the to know where they're going to be to to understand what the fantasy impact is. But if I just had to go raw right now, it's Burrow to Herbert. Um, Hertz, and I have Fromm over um, Eason, which I think Eason had better stats uh, across the year. I like Herbert if we're he may potentially, outside of of Joe Burrow, be the the next best NFL ready quarterback. I mean, he's 6'6", 227. Like he's a he's a damn. And that's monster. the biggest thing. Yeah. Um. He's and and that's sense. really kind of what draws that's my like, attention to that's him.
1: That's the Brock Osweiler disorder, though. Right. <laughs> he's,
0: <laughs> he's six foot eight. He's nasty. Like, yeah. Him, okay, he's tall. Give him twenty. Yeah. I mean, he could <laughs> absolutely sick. I have no idea. I like. And and here's the thing: when it comes to rookies, like quarterbacks, aren't my thing. So I typically try and stay away um so anyway so those are kind of our our take on the quarterbacks let's go to the let important take, ones yeah this they, is the running backs are, are far more these are the important me. ones um so i am i have to go back and look because i've actually changed it up i'm jonathan williams uh no you're not you're jonathan taylor jonathan taylor um yeah let me get there jonathan taylor deandre swift Uh, Clyde Edwards, uh, I gotta, I gotta, I'll work on how to pronounce that name, JK Dobbins. And I, I put a couple of dark throw guys out there, you know, Benjamin and AJ Dillon. Um, I, I would like to touch on all of these just real quick. Uh, Jonathan Taylor looks like a pro football ready running back from the college, uh, perspective, watching him run with the football in his hands. He just looks like he belongs in the NFL. Um, Very similar to when you used to watch Todd Gurley play and go, okay, well, he's going to dominate the NFL. Jonathan <laughs> Taylor, you just see that already, and you don't see that with the other guys. DeAndre Swift seems like a raw talent type of player, and if he ends up on a team that can harness some of his raw talent, he should be able to excel. Clyde Edwards, I was already talking about it, like he's a mix of Ray Rice, Mark Ingram. I don't really know what to think of him just yet because I, I really only started to – I went back and watched a couple of his games, um, and I'm not really sure what, but I, I can tell you I like him better than J.K. Dobbins, which I think is probably the hottest take uh, of my running back things here. A lot of people have J.K. Dobbins up high. And then, all right, Eno Benjamin is going to fly in the combine, and A.J. Dillon is going to be probably the slowest, but he's going to look like Corey <laughs> Dillon. <laughs> so those are those are my two takes on Eno and, and A.J. Um, so I'll pass it over to whoever else wants to go.
2: Yeah, so I'll I'll just continue off of the Jonathan Taylor, um, you know, discussion. I, I do believe as well that he is the running back to own in this class. Um, he may not be the number one uh, running back drafted um, in fantasy football. It could. It, it, honestly, a lot of people do love J.K. Dobbins. Uh, he's my number two. DeAndre Swift is number number three. Clyde edwards hilaire is also uh, in there for me as my number four um edwards hilaire is definitely a uh three down running back he's going to be able to get there on third down uh and you know he had uh pretty good numbers when it came to um you know receiving um he actually was he
0: he caught 55 balls yeah all right and that's 55 balls shortcoming and
2: this is this is lsu this is this is the team that made it all the way to the championship and when yeah, right. they 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 were able to work off of him, and there was no other running back behind him that was, um, you know, doing anything crazy that had found himself into a you know a top position of running backs. Uh, so that's definitely someone to pay attention to. <clears throat> he's got a weird weird height weight five eight two ten. So yeah, Ray
1: Rice MJD dude. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's I, definitely something I said earlier. Here reminds me of Chris Thompson the way he plays football. Not so much as measurables height and weight. He's smaller, but he's definitely heavier. But he is electric on the field, quick movements, one cut up the field, great at catching the ball, great hands. Chris Thompson plus. But he's not. I'm not calling to, He's not yeah. afraid to get I'm not, into it. But I'm not calling him Ray Rice yet.
0: <laughs> well, I, I'm just saying, like, if you watch the two, there's some similarities. There's some similarities. With Mark Hard, uh, yeah. I like I that he goes out of his way to pop somebody in the helmet. That's yeah, what I yeah. liked about him when I started and watching him. But he's that's got the Jones speed Drew. To, take to be off. honest, I mean, you watch. Some of the plays he had against the Gators earlier. I mean, he's just taking off on the set. Like he's just blowing past people. Just
1: a very impressive runner. Yeah,
0: I'm not impressed with JK. I'm just gonna. <laughs> I, w- I want to have that debate with somebody. But...
2: Um. Yeah. So that J- The thing is, is JK Dobbins has um a potential to run in the four threes. Same with DeAndre Swift. Um. Jonathan T- uh, Taylor is gonna run somewhere. Or we believe in the the four fours. Um, the, the one running back that I have, that's kind of a shot in the dark, uh, is definitely someone who I full heartedly believe he's going to run in the four threes, possibly get into the four two category is a running back out of Appalachian state. That's Darrington Evans. He just burned people, uh, uh, with, with his, he's pretty elusive too. Like he's not, um, going to be a power runner. But he is going to be a change of pace back, possibly a third down running back. I don't know uh, his hands uh, yet. We don't we don't know all of that outside of the film that we can you know see on YouTube and stuff. Um, he's just definitely someone that I know is going to fly. Um, a, a lot of people have him listed within the top ten. I'm going to put him in top five. There's always that guy that um, kind of shows up. Uh, a little bit late, that may may not even be a three-down running back that might get drafted in the second or third round. But those are those types of running backs you want to look out in for in fantasy football. So that's why I have him in my top five.
1: Yeah, so uh, I don't want to harp too hard on the guys that you already touched on. Jonathan Taylor, I agree with you, Tom. I think he's one of the guys that you should definitely be looking at. I have him as my second guy. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, I also am not huge on. I'm not dropping him super low. I have him as my third running back. And Clyde Edwards-Hilaire I have as my fifth, so that leaves my one and my four spots. My number one, I have DeAndre Swift. I think he is the guy to own this year. Um, He didn't have the workload of a Jonathan Taylor or even a J.K. Dobbins, but I think that means less wear and tear on the body, and hopefully he's a little bit more NFL-ready. But I think the jury is definitely still out on him, and the combine is going to tell you a lot about his physical measurables. Does it tell the whole story? No. Obviously, you do the combine and no pads, and that makes a huge difference, and yada, yada, yada. But definitely take a look on him. But right now, I have him pre-slotted as my number one. I think he'll be the number one guy drafted when we get to draft time. The one I really want to talk about, though, is my number four pick, which is Patrick Taylor Jr. Did not play the entire 2019 season, but he did play in 2018, and he was effective. And coming off a year where you saw a Derrick Henry dominate the NFL – this guy is six foot two, 200 and almost 20 pounds. No, it's 227. There we go, yeah. 227. <laughs> and so Derrick Henry still bigger, 6'3", 235 or something like that. But Patrick Taylor is close, and a team might go, you know what, we can run this kind of running back. Look what Leonard Fournette did this year. We can put a monster running back back there and let him go to work. And this is a person who, honestly, in fantasy drafts, might go undrafted, especially if you're in a deep dynasty league. This is a guy to grab on the cheap, cheap, don't steal him from me, guys. I just dibs him. <laughs> but first uh, round pick, <laughs> Taylor. But yeah, uh, Patrick Taylor Jr. Keep your eye out on him. If he goes and dominates the combine, I think you'll see his stats or his uh, draft stock just skyrocket. But again, he might run a four six, so it's hard to say. <laughs> All right. Um, my first is uh,
3: DeAndre Swift with uh, Corey. I think I have one person in my top five that you guys don't. Um, so I'll. Talk about him afterwards, but my number two is Jonathan Taylor, Tom and Craig are talking about that. JQ Dobbins number three, and my fifth one is Clyde Edwards. Is it Hilary? I've been saying hilarious, but I've been I don't know. Really Hilar- Hilar- it's Hilar- it's gonna be it's Hilar- gonna be <laughs> entirely different. No, it's it's Hilary different. Wait, it's that's hilarious. It's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> that's
1: hilarious. Hilaire. All right. Hilarious. Um and
3: my number four is is uh Kim Kim Akers, whoa, whoa. out of Florida State. What David Acres kicker. All right, yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> D- D- Dave Akers, Florida State. Um, I'm not he's a big, great legs. not a big rookie guy, so I, I you know, I, I don't do a lot well, of research until now. But well, um, who's
2: the who's the best running back out of Florida State since Cam Akers? I don't know. Dalvin Cook.
3: Oh, you had to know where you went. I'm not. I, I'm bad at rookies. No, I'm I was rookies.
2: just. I was saying. Continue with you.
3: What you were Anyways, um, so he's the only one that you guys don't have in your top five. He's in my top five. He averaged over 100 yards a game. He only played in 11 games. I know stats don't mean too much, but everything I've read on him, he's looked up as a, um, you know, behind the top three or five guys in, you know, the combine or the rookie draft. So he's one of those guys, depending where he lands, he could, you know, do something his first year. But again, we don't know where he's going to get drafted. But Kim you know, keep him in in your mind
1: him and you know that little patrick taylor cutie there you know those, those little cutie. uh cutie
2: those little cute guys, late guys.
1: hey florida state's pumped out some good running backs I just looked it up because you uh mentioned yeah. Dalvin cook they also pumped out warwick dunn and Devonte freeman so yep ooh, freeman's from there yeah, yeah. a couple good couple good couple good talents leon washington chris thompson my boy <laughs> leon leon washington I think I would yeah. know where my
0: boy goes. But. All
2: right, so obviously the uh, biggest fantasy football implications come from this category next, which is the wide receivers. In this draft, there are five, six, seven, eight, m- maybe you There's know ten lot. wide receivers that could all produce. One
0: of the deeper wide receiver drafts yeah. in in recent and memory? and
2: really it? really like top heavy at what that. Is it? What
0: was it? Two thousand fourteen. OBJ Evans. Nine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're saying that there's a potential for this class to be better. Was Diggs
1: that. in that draft, too? No. I don't no.
0: know. I don't. You're after I We just did the decade <laughs> thing. I thought Tony Gonzalez played the whole decade, so I have no idea. <laughs> yeah, my memory.
3: Diggs played in 09. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know.
2: So I'll start off with my wide receivers, and you guys can talk about yours. Mine's might might be the oh, uh, yeah. more vanilla one, but uh, Jerry Judy, my number one. I think yeah. that he's uh, obviously the most uh, talented, <laughs> as and as far as you know stats go. Um, he's got it all down on paper. Um, none of these guys outside of T. Higgins are really that tall. Um, these guys are more route runners, more possession type wide receivers. Um, you know, um, we're, we're looking at, uh, Judy is the likes of six foot CD lamb, six, one hundred rug, six foot, uh, Justin Jefferson, six one, but T Higgins is my number two and he's the tall one. Uh, he's six, three had, um, you know, crazy yards per reception just around 20. Um, so he's, he's definitely, uh, a wide receiver. That's Prototypical size, uh, you know, possibility of getting into the top echelon of wide receivers in the NFL as far as size, strength, speed, you know, all that. So that's why I have him as my number two. Um, but, you know, obviously I think that Judy is going to be the, you know, as far as talent wise, I think him. Then I have C.D. Lamb uh, from Oklahoma. They're high powered offense, so I know a lot of the stats there are a little bit skewed, but he did have the most, um, you know, receiving yards in my uh, top three. Uh, but Justin Jefferson had the most receiving yards of all um, uh, wide receivers this past year. Again, another LSU product, uh, made it to the championship, had the most receiving touchdowns as well. Uh, this this is the stat machine. And I think even on tape, uh, I, I heard in, in uh, senior practices that a lot of uh, coaches were falling in love with him. I think that you could see him rise up getting in the top three part. Uh, but Justin Jefferson is, is a guy I wanted to talk about. And then Henry Ruggs, the other Alabama wide receiver I have running out my top five.
1: Yeah, I got a lot of the same ones as you, uh, Craig. I have Jerry Judy as my number one. Um, then I have Justin Jefferson, and I have him on my number two, and T. Higgins at my number four, so we swap those. And then C.D. Lamb at my number three. I completely agree with everything you said with Justin Jefferson. He really showed up for me, and I know he, he – he, played well all year but he showed up for me in the playoff run oh yeah and he really just showed that he can compete in prime time when the spotlight's on him doesn't matter he's going to go out and make great catches and he really dominated and kind of stole the show you know i mean joe Barrow did did his thing and was a deserving mvp of course but justin jefferson definitely um impressed me that whole time and i think i, I might have raised him a couple spots because of it the only person i didn't have um or i have on here that you didn't is michael Pittman jr And, again, I told you, I love these combine guys. I love these big-bodied wide receivers who are going to go out and do some impressive stuff just based on physicality alone. He's 6'4", 220, and is capable of, you know, absorbing a huge workload. He had 101 catches over at USC this year, 1,275 yards and 11 touchdowns. If he finds the end zone a few more times, he's definitely definitely looking at a higher – Production standpoint from the year, and he's gonna probably raise in your rankings that way. Um, I would look to see him go a little bit higher than we have him unanimously ranked, or I don't know, collectively ranked. Um, I would, I wouldn't, I, like I put him. I wouldn't be surprised to see him as the fifth wide receiver off the board in I
2: think a little bit of um, what happened last year with DK Metcalf and how big he was might have hurt a little bit of Pittman's stock prior to the combine. Um, obviously that picture came out with DK Metcalf and he was, you know, everyone, the hype and the, everything like that. Um, but some, for whatever reason, big body receivers have a bad rap. Uh, when you look at the Calvin Benjamins, um, you know, another big guy, big, um, you know, frame.
1: Um, Calvin well, Benjamin looks like Queen Latifah is a different version yeah, of big <laughs> from DK Metcalf. Yeah. <laughs> so, so that's, that's Very where I comparison. think, I think Pittman comes in on that.
2: um, but uh, Scotty, you can go ahead with your wide receivers.
3: All right, I mean, pretty much this same guys. I have um, my one is Ceedee Lamb. My number two is T Higgins. My number three is Jerry Judy. Again, they're all very, very close. I kind of put Jerry Judy as three just because I knew everyone's put him as one. Just I don't know, just to show you how close this draft is right. with the just to take w- him off wide that receivers. pedestal. I just have to. <laughs> we know number, he's four. <laughs> number four, I have Justin Jefferson, who I love too. I mean, Craig and Corey talked about that. But my number five is uh, Henry Ruggs. And I think me and Tom talked about this before the podcast started. This is the other Alabama guy behind Judy. And he's probably going to be overlooked. Maybe not too much in the NFL draft because, you know, scouts know what they're going to look for. But in fantasy, people are going to see – if they look at his stats in college, wow, this guy sucks. Forty receptions, seven hundred yards. Like, that's not a college guy behind Jerry Judy. But, you know – if he was the number one guy there, who knows? He might have a sure. season. So my, I guess he's not a sleeper because he's still one of the top six to eight guys in the in the class um, for uh, wide receiver. But um, he could be a sleeper. And just one guy I, I want to throw out there: Brian Edwards from South Carolina, 6'3",
1: 215. Keep an eye out for him. Yeah, I mean, to, just to piggyback on your Henry Ruggs point there. He had 40 catches versus Jerry Judy's 77. So on 37 less catches, uh, he had only three less touchdowns and still out-averaged him on yards per reception. So like you said, if you look at the stats, then more than just the game tape, then you're probably saying like, oh, well, he he didn't play as many games. But if you dig deeper, you realize, yeah, okay, well, he's more productive on less catches. So very comparable size, six feet. They're both six feet and 190 pounds. So yeah, they're pretty, uh, definitely somebody to look out for. Pretty similar. Yeah. I didn't I'm even kidding. have him in my top five because I think I, I, I'm i guilty of exactly what you said. <laughs> I went, okay, Jerry Judy, Alabama. Nobody else in Alabama matters. Done. <laughs> okay, right.
0: Um, all right. I'm 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 just going to end up echoing the same points here. T. Higgins, C.D. Lamb, Jerry Judy. I mean, I think those three can be interchangeably mixed. I have Henry uh, uh, Rugs at four, um, mainly for the reason that, I mean, when you play behind Jerry Judy, I mean, they played very different roles. Judy's kind of that smaller, shorter, he's very, very uh, precise with his route running. Henry Ruggs, I think, is, I don't know. I, I mean, we'll see what he ends up amounting to in the NFL. But Jefferson and Pittman, um, I picked as two kind of wild card guys. Jefferson's 18 touchdowns is just dirty. I mean, that, that's crazy. Um, and Pittman's just enormous. Um, I will plant my flag on T. Higgins, though. I do think that he's probably going to be the, the most fantasy-relevant wide receiver coming out of the class. Um, I mean, people are going to debate it. I I, I think these three wide receivers, Steve Higgins, CeeDee Lamb, Jerry Jude, I think people are going to be debating Uh, up until the time people are drafting, uh, for fantasy drafts in August. Um, I do want to just take a quick second and say in this draft, if you have pick one overall, do you go running back or wide receiver? And we can just go around. You want to, yeah, sure. Um,
3: I'm going running back regardless of what I need. If I okay. don't even, if I need a wide receiver, I'm still going RB because this class is so deep and last year's class was so deep that there's a lot more to pick from and wide receivers throughout the entire rookie draft that I want one of these top three or top, probably top three running backs in yep. this draft because in fantasy, you want the running back.
1: So, see, I agree with you, but I would contradict that for my personal situation this year. In Dynasty, I have Alvin Kamara and James Conner who I believe are gonna perform, and I also have James White behind him on the bench and a couple other running backs I can use. I have no wide receivers. I'm drafting a wide receiver if I have the number one pick this year. But like none? Like none. Like I have like T. Y. Hilton and then like I need to fill in spots. I, like Nikhil Harry started for me last year. All right. So I need to fill in wide receivers. But your your logic <laughs> is completely accurate for if you're in a normal redraft league every year where you draft an entire team and you have the number one pick. For some reason, yeah, I'm taking taking wide uh, running back. If sorry, I shouldn't say if you have a redraft lead because that wouldn't really apply to just drafting rookies. But if you need a wide receiver less than I do, yeah, take a, take a running back. <laughs> that makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah, I mean, if I have the number one pick overall um, for immediate need and for future need, uh, running back is going to be uh, you know especially with this class, running back would be uh, the pick. Because there is a deeper wide receiver class, and and realistically, we all kind of threw someone in at our fifth running back uh, in this class just, just for fun. But with the wide receivers, you can't do that because there's there's a there's a clear top five, and then even six through ten uh, can find their way into the top five as you know also really solid. Trapped uh, wide receivers are not someone that's going to show up immediately as well. Um, it does take time for them. Um, you know, a la AJ Brown. Um, it, 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 you know, obviously, yes, it was this season, but it was towards the back half of the season. A lot of rookie wide receivers, even in redraft leagues, uh, you're going to be holding on to them on the bench for a while before you actually start them. So running backs is definitely the way to
1: go. So real quick, though, I did pull up a mock draft and... The first wide receiver coming off the board is CeeDee Lamb to the Arizona Cardinals, according to Bleacher Report. There's
0: oh, yeah. Well, there's a lot of debate on yeah. who, the, who the first one is. Mm-hmm. I just want to weigh in real quick yeah, <laughs> on sure. this discussion because we had mentioned it real quick before we started talking. The way that the NFL running back landscape is starting to look, I'm I'm leaning closer and closer to a wide receiver. Like, I, they may not be relevant in the first year, but if you can get a guy like a T. Higgins or a CeeDee Lamb or a Jerry Doody – for five, ten years, forever, however long. That's better than four years of Jonathan Taylor.
3: I think the
2: least... So, it,
0: it, And, and I mean, this is all going to depend on where they land. I mean, this is the discussion that we're going to end up having. We'll have this discussion multiple times. Oh, yeah. But I, I just, I think I feel right now, the way, I think teams are going to see what happened with Todd Gurley and how the Rams went out and gave him, what, $13 million a year, and they go, well... We don't want to be in that situation. And I, I think these running backs are going to be avoided. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I think it, it'll be interesting to see how the NFL views some of these running backs. Because remember, if you draft Jonathan Taylor in the first round, you pay the first round price for a Jonathan Taylor. Exactly. So this,
1: So this same mock draft has DeAndre Swift as your first running back off the board at 25 to the Miami Dolphins. Yeah, oh, that's just. Like, I mean,
2: NFL, right. NFL wise, well, and like
1: there's
0: a and chance any,
1: no running back goes. In that. That's the first only round running back in the first round. There's yeah. there's a chance.
0: There's right. no. But, I
2: mean, there's no Saquon Barkley in this draft. Um, you what, were talking a, about uh, you know how Jonathan Taylor. How is he not compared to those guys? Like it, it, it's the thing is is you've see, you've seen that player. M- Years prior, knowing going in uh, to the year that he's going to be drafted as you know he he's a stud running back Ezekiel Elliott, um, you know Saquon Barkley, and then um, you know who's the other one there from Jacksonville for whatever reason the one that you oh, yeah Fournette like those those are the ones that went in top ten running backs. But outside of that, a lot of running backs are not going inside the top ten. There's not a generational type running back uh, at least labeled yet.
1: Yeah, nobody's come out as that guy. That's I mean a must have. I'm I not. I'm not, rigging, good. I'm
2: not retracting on my statement. I, I would. Re, I would. The least risk is is a running back. It's a lot more risk to go wide I do, receiver. I do
1: think you're a hundred percent right on that. If you're managing risk, which is essentially a huge function of fantasy football, taking a running back, especially if he ends up in a good system once draft the draft day shakes out, is lower risk than even a wide receiver in a good system because things can go wrong that are not a wide receiver's fault. Right. That can lead to a lack of production. Oh, right.
0: There's a lot of dependence Harry. In, in the wide yes. receiver. <laughs> yes, Nikhil Harry is the right. perfect
1: right. example. A lot of people drafted him high, and not just us up here in New England. Oh, a lot funny. of people across the country drafted Nikhil Harry high, and they go, Patriots, wide receiver, finally have one. He's big. He's going to be nasty. Yeah, they need one. No first was of all, there, it was, first there was of a all, need. got hurt. Second of all, just never well, really gelled. Fell apart. You know, just, Tom, Tom Brady got sour. Yeah. So there's a lot of... Like you said, dependent.
0: This is going to be a very interesting draft class, I think, yeah. to, to talk about. There's definitely, so, I don't know. I mean, this is like the way too early after rankings, the, right? Yeah, yeah way I mean, too early rankings.
3: After the Combine is already going to get very interesting. Yeah,
2: this is I, like yeah, an Elke part part we, to, we
0: want, And I know, like, I'll I wanted part part to get here. my name on this. Like, I wanted to say, like, I like certain before the hype trades start yeah. coming and people like, oh, yeah, let me look at this, like, 15th round Who running Who was the bag. guy that
3: you said it, I want to talk about, but he's gonna he's gonna get talked about more after the combine. after the combine. Which playwrights that? Uh, that's
2: well. This is also a personal thing because I'm a Penn State fan, but it's KJ Hamler. Um, he is, and I don't want to say a comparable, but he is a smaller type wide receiver that's gonna run, uh, in the four threes. Uh, some you know people project maybe he could get four two. Um, so it, 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 there is that role in the NFL of that really really fast burner um that oh, if, if you, know, you know hard Jackson. yeah, yeah Deshaun Jackson John Ross DeSean
0: Jackson a- made a top 10 decade finish being that <laughs> yeah. guy yeah
2: so so there's there's a possibility if he runs a 4-2 he's in the top five discussion like that's just what the combine does yeah that's why I talk about things now that's why I like to uh Henry Ruggs actually is another guy that could run a 4-2 they they they've he's actually projected to run fa- the fastest wide receiver in the class is Henry Ruggs so oh, yeah, yeah. um day it, one fantasy that <laughs> could that could be another thing like Plans that's why flags, we 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 look at the the stats now and, and and um you know he he is a little fall behind but maybe it is hype maybe he just runs fast and he's not that great who knows maybe that's why he is behind Jerry maybe Judy he's in the draft chart Maybe yep. he is John Ross. <laughs> he can <laughs> run really comes...
1: fast and then also tear his hamstring to bits. Yep.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, I mean, I think that was a, a, a productive discussion. I think that, um, you know, it, it's definitely to, to well, work. I
0: haven't heard of these guys. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I, um, you, I mean, you go look at them.
3: And so when the combine happens, Craig is going to have his rookie shoot up again like he had last year. It's, it's, it's going to be... All the
2: measurables. Everything. The, the, the vert... Uh, the long jump, the shuttle, the 40 yard dash, all the bench, everything. And I'm going to have offensive and linemen, offensive
3: tackles, all of Projected rounds. All defense. Yep. After they get, after the combine's always, you know. And prior to good. that, second round, um, these guys might be third round. And you had that last year. And it was c- yep. kind of cool to see, like, you know, it was pretty either accurate or what y- you thought they were going to be a little and higher. And so. the
2: best part about it, too was uh the wide receiver that um the steelers drafted um
3: deontay or deontay
2: johnson was not even on my sheet drafted in the fourth round draft capital is huge when you talk about uh fantasy production because if they're going to invest in a player that's not even on charts and they draft him in the fourth round well guess what they played him was he great no but they did put him out there. He did produce, a and receiver, he was on he fantasy flashes, football yeah. teams this past year. Right, um, so that's something to look for 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 dynasty reasons. And, and I'll add that after the uh, draft is over, you know whether or not they were drafted, if they're an undrafted free agent that is signed to a team, that'll all be listed on there um team needs is another thing that I like to to show it as well I have a team needs chart um pre-draft pre-free agency uh and what they're focusing on because new coaches new defensive coordinators new offensive coordinators they want to focus on new things finding what that focus is in the offseason finding what they draft is actually another key to figuring out what players are going to be used more often in fantasy football so I think again I think there's a productive discussion. Um, you know, I I, yeah. I I do look forward to the draft season when when hype is. I mean, the 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 championship just happened, so football is now shifting over to rookies. Um, yeah, but so, we're
0: putting the and we're putting the resources there in front, right. and that's the other thing too, right? It's not like you put that up the day of right. <laughs> drafting, right? You're the combine happens, it's there, right? And it's updated, and pro days happen. Yeah, there's a guy. I, there's a guy in,
2: I follow on um twitter um i think it's charles robinson i think he's from yahoo he literally tweets out the measurables when they stay he stands there at the combine some that, someday yeah. i'm hoping that i can do this <laughs> <laughs> he, Great, he's, job. he <laughs> stands there at the combine where they just go get on the scale and then get their height and he tweets out each individual one so i go in and re-update even if it's one pound difference i'll update it perfect so it's all it's that's all there disgusting. <laughs> Sorry, disgusting Wait, was, like, he was wearing a sweatshirt <laughs> <laughs> uh, Well, uh, yeah um, That's our rookie stuff um, Hope you guys enjoyed that uh, Again, go ahead and uh, find us on Twitter uh, Top Shelf FNTSY Instagram, Facebook, same thing uh, On our website, the, those charts that we were mentioning Is at TopShelfFantasy.com Stay fluid and stay fluid.
0: Nobody likes you when you're 23. And I still more abused my TV shows. What the hell is ADD? My friends say I should act my age. What's my age again? What's my age again?